five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome and Happy New Year. It is the first episode of the premier Toronto Define and Vancouver Titans podcast known as Ready, Set, Pwn in 2023. I am Chris at Lightforce, shaking things up, but also virtually joined as always by Omni at Omnistrife and Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. Welcome, gentlemen. I am literally shaking with excitement. He is. Yeah. You can't see it, but he's. Yeah, just I'm shaking, quivering. wobbling. Like, yeah, when, when it rains, it pours. We we got lots of things to talk about. Um, excited. Are, are you talking about the weather? Because we had a <laughs> lot of rain. We had a lot of pour. Yeah. We had a lot of freezing ready, set, rain. Pour. That's, snow. that's everybody's rebranding. So we should be ready, said pour. Like it. It's kind of like not a bad name, right? Vancouver. Well, now we're also in. Uh, does snow pour? I don't think so. Is it cold to pour? Well, I'm sure it rains in Toronto. Yeah, but you wouldn't normally associate Toronto with rain, would you? I don't know. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not from that area. I've mean, never been, actually. Really? Um, You've never been to Toronto? I've no, been, no. I haven't been a lot I've been, a handful of times. I've been to London, uh, but not to Toronto. Yes. London, Ontario? Yes, well, of course. I'm talking. <laughs> no, he meant the well, other one. No, I haven't been to Toronto, but I've been to London, UK, of course. <laughs> well, so I mean, I, I I only bring this up because of the number of stories that happen, like a few times a year, where someone's like, "Oh, look at these this great deal on a flight to Sydney," and they show up in like Nova Scotia, thinking they were going to Australia, right? Like, mm. funny, funny happens. story. The a, an employer of mine uh, had a location in Sydney and in Calgary at the time. And I accidentally applied for the one in Sydney when I was in fact in Calgary. Hmm. But it's you also were f- intending to apply for Calgary, not Sydney. I was. I was. <laughs> and I thought it was Sydney, Australia until I realized my error and reached out to them and said, Hey, just so, just so you guys know, I, I don't in fact live in near or around Sydney. Yeah. So I know, I know it, there's a, Vancouver and Washington State as well, right? Not too far. Well, yeah, because there's a Calgary in Texas too. Yeah, Uh there's an Ontario, California. Oh, I didn't know that. There's a a California in Uruguay. There's a Sydney (laughs) in BC. It's no. Oh, really? Is there actually? I think in 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 Vancouver Island, no. Yeah, it's it's S S I D N E Y. Yeah, it's spelled differently. That's right. I remember something was odd about it. False prophet, get out of here. <laughs> um, uh, prophet, uh, what team is he on now? Um, <laughs> I, I wrote this in our rundown. If you want to win big, bet against us. Because if we think back to our last episode, I think collectively the three of us were like, no, nah, they're going to announce another delay. They're not going to have free agency happen. Nothing has changed in China, if that is the reasons as to why it's, it's taken some time. And... Um, no, it's a pretty busy Christmas. Um, it, it nonstop, like, and it's not just not just players that are signing. It's like the teams themselves are like free agents in the cities as to which they reside in. So, I mean, we'll get into all of that uh, in this episode. Uh, but we did get news from one of the two Canadian teams as of recording, and they signed a team. So we'll get into that uh, right now as we. 
Start moving this payload. Moving the payload! Join me! Going back to the betting theme, if you were to roll the dice, which of the two Canadian teams do you feel would have been the first to announce the roster? Vancouver or Toronto? Is there a historical precedent to that? Um, probably Toronto. Like, Well, yeah. if we think about this time, well, not this time, because the free agency started earlier last year, last season, sorry. Uh, Toronto, like, they let True. the cat out of the bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the first things, one. Right off things went. And, uh, and I don't remember which season that was, but I remember there was one point where Vancouver was, like, a, a day before playing a match yes. where they had to, like, announce a player or, like, more than one. Yeah. Yeah, so, so definitely... Um, well, and the rumors about Toronto are that they are signing or will be signing American Tornado or a variation mm-hmm. of it. So, like, you know, when we think about all of the, the smoke as to what's going on in the six, there was absolutely not yeah. even a whisper of it out here in Vancouver. Yet, here we are recording and getting to talk about uh, the Vancouver Uprising. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> you guys want to start? Because I have a a little bit of a rant about this. Okay, well, I, and I, I figured you would. I mean, let's sort of, you know, clear, you know, what we're talking about up. Uh, the Vancouver uh, Titans have signed Punk, Faith, and Crimzo, all formerly of the Boston Uprising. And then um, a couple days later, also announced that they had signed Sugar Free. And arguably, you know, there was some some pop there. Um, I think it's very clear. I'm a big fan of Punk. Uh, I feel he will be a very capable uh, sure. tank. Um, I, I was trying to pitch the idea that he would have been a good player to have last season uh, in in place of False. In fact, I would have loved to, if you were going to develop False, have two. But we know the Vancouver Titans don't like to have too many people uh, on their roster. Um the acquisition of Faith and Crimzo, I think this is more of what Ascot and Baroy know of. And in, in talking to uh, the crew over at the Weekly Uprising podcast, the belief is that what we're seeing come from the former Boston Uprising into Vancouver would be the pieces that were the most successful in Boston. Sure. Yeah. I. There, there's good stuff in here before I, I go completely <laughs> berserk on this. Like, Crimzo, I, I wanted Crimzo to join Vancouver for, like, ages. Even when, uh, I think it was the Zachary Dallas Fuel, right? <laughs> All that. Mm-hmm. And then DK, he was amazing. I, I, I consider him, like, the best NA, well, Western, um, um, you know, flex support. And he's Canadian, too, so it kind of makes sense, like, I expected them to at some point sign him as uh, I'm happy he's in here. Uh, Punk, of course, kind of turned around that whole boat in uh, Boston there. Faith, a lot of people say um, he's probably one of your best, um, you know, main support players. They're all good players. And you can also build off of some existing synergy, of course, with Askoft and and how they played a little bit better. Um, I was already getting a, a little bit, you know, uh, upset though with, with what I was seeing. Then Sugar Free signing came in. Um, this is actually a legit, very interesting signing, and and I'm happy that it's not 
entirely Boston, right? Just this, the majority of it because sugar-free by all, uh, you, you know, what, what people say and some highlights and, and he might be like a, a crazy jump back into Overwatch as, as big as what Patifan did last year for the Glads, even, even more so. Like, I mean, the, the guy was a pro at like 13. Um, but. You know, if you look at it in a vacuum and you look at it like, oh, yeah, Vancouver last year and uh, and compared to roster pound for pound, yeah, they got better for sure. Like tank is better, support line is better, and, and you now have a, a potentially another all-star DPS to pair up with, with Aspire. I can't wait to see how he pops off with, with that kind of support. But with that being said, like you look at this offseason and you look at the fact that Literally everyone who's not named Kefster or Profit uh, um, is available. Ironically, look at the team Boston Uprising, which we were bringing up uh, uh, plenty of times, what they were able to <laughs> do and other teams were able to do. Will Vancouver be better than Season 5 Vancouver? Absolutely. But the way I see it, I, I don't know if I, I brought this up in the last episode. We didn't know yet, right? No. In, no, so, like the there was there was absolutely right. no indication. And, and you know, like let alone we knew Baroy, Baroy comes in, he brings in Askoff, and then they, the way I see it, Vancouver was like a C minus student at best, right? And then they get the opportunity to copy anyone's homework, right? Anyone's in the class, and they choose to copy from the student who who got a B. <laughs> and it didn't quite bring them from a C minus out of the C range. There's still uh, maybe a C. Yeah, because everybody else kind of started yeah. copying from from the guys from Korea and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I like it. it I really, I really do like the <laughs> the roster. But just looking up and down, at least the rosters that were revealed. Um, and we know that Vancouver is not like your, you know, drop budget a budget team, like not spending anything. Uh, it's not like a, a Paris situation or what we're hearing what about. What situation? NYC. Uh, Vegas. Sorry, it's like a slip there. Uh, <laughs> but next thing you're going to tell me that Philly's gone budget. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, it's like it's. I don't I don't wanna be mean and say it's lazy, but when you're like <laughs> just picking up a bunch of players from, from the previous uh uh guys who came in to to, to sign up, like what what are you what are you hoping here uh for? Well, Maybe like best case scenario is what London were able to do, but then if you aim for that, that's also like something that happens like yeah. maybe to one team a season. Uh not everything is is is, is uh you know is a guarantee and if that's your biggest 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 uh um goal is to finish like sixth and maybe win a match here in the playoffs or 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 that could have been a good goal for vancouver but not when literally you know everything crashed and and you can pick up anyone like i said you could you could have copied from a guy who got like straight a's and and you chose to just pick up a team that was barely above you uh, last year, which is by no means set, it means that like they might perform better than that for sure. Cause they had like a rough start there, but, but look at the, the, the playing field. Like a lot of teams are piling up on talent and, and you didn't, and that's kind of a problem. Yeah. I, 
personally, I couldn't agree more. I was happy to see some movement and someone like punk outside of that. Um, I was very underwhelmed and I think it mostly comes off of the fact of, I mean, like, like you say, it's copying the homework, right? It's, Hey, these three were here. Now they're here. I don't think we're going to see any team do that other than maybe the Dallas fuel who has every right to do it. Cause they had a champ, literal championship <laughs> roster. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, the San Francisco <laughs> shock who also had a championship roster, right? They, mm-hmm. they both played in the championship and that's why we see them having, I mean, even, even San Francisco doesn't have as many sim- similar or the same pieces as Dallas does. Right. Um, sure. And because of that, it, I think lazy is a good way to put it. It does and, seem and, lazy. And with Dallas, it's not like they had much of a choice, right? It was also like kind of a yeah, forced on them too. So, um mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and 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 to that point, like again, Dallas would be crazy to let go of some of the pieces they they are keeping. Um and of course we know that they, you know, quote unquote allowed their entire roster to yeah. explore their options kind of thing. Um but it, it does feel like if you were to take Boston of last year, Vancouver of last year, and the Vancouver of this year, yeah. and what the heck, let's throw in Boston of this year, <laughs> put them all in the rankings. Yeah, yeah I saw- Vancouver and Boston of last year are going to still place lower than the new Vancouver, probably. Sure, sure. The, but the how much that, lower? The thing to keep in mind, though, this is not the Boston of last year. No, it's, no. it's not. And I'm, it I'm glad is. for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad well, that it's not because there are some important pieces, right? With Aspire, I think that, that is a big deal. Yes. And the hope is that he can gel very well with players like, well, like Punk, right? With mm-hmm. a, a more solid tank line, he can work, really. He can I, make it happen. Um, I lean on... Sorry. I was going to say, like, I I lean on, you know, what I'm getting out of the weekly uprising uh, podcast crew and, and, and what they're, they're suggesting. And, you know, there appears from the outside looking in to have been two or three different paths that the uprising were trying to take last season, Mm. Um, almost like a, not a power struggle, but maybe too many cooks in the kitchen, different visions. Yeah. And it wasn't until the end of the season where a vision won out. Right. That was probably the most successful the uprising had been. And who were three <laughs> integral pieces to that? True. They're in Vancouver. I, I'm not, I, I get it. Like what, what pre has done in Boston is to build a superstar <laughs> roster. Um, is there a guarantee that things work out? No, but you're giving yourself some pretty, serious odds Mm -hmm. i i get that i just look at you know what has vancouver done have they improved they have now on me to your point they had a choice of everything i think we would be naive to even consider that players look at vancouver as being the team i want to go to when i did they did players look at boston uprising as a team they want to go i think players looked at pre well See, Boston, yeah. pre and Boston has changed. Like, and what I mean by that is previously mm. the craft uh, ownership group was in charge. They're no longer, they're, they have an interest, but 
they're not there. There is an actual esports organization running the show. We have absolutely no clue what's going on in Vancouver. Um, <laughs> right? Like, is it Luminosity? Is it EGLX? Is it the Aquilini family through the Canuck Sports and Entertainment Group? Who the heck knows? But the fact that there are questions and there is a reputation issue at play, I, I feel that, you know, the selling point to come to Vancouver is quite likely based on relationship and Baroy and Ascoff have that. But again, and you're right. If we look at Boston and Vancouver, last season's rosters and this season's rosters, it's Boston, Vancouver, Boston, Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's very true. Um, yeah, and I mean, I pulled up the Liquidpedia for li- Liquidpedia for three of these guys, um, Crimzo, Punk, and Sugar Free. Mostly because I was kind of like, I've seen what everyone talks about with punk with the fact that, you know, maybe behind or in front of a more solid team, maybe with a little more, I don't know, uh, skill behind him, I guess you could say, um, he can really shine. And I believe that looking at his achievements, there isn't a lot there to talk about looking at Crimzo's same story. You know, it's a lot of, his successes have been contenders and, you know, world cup back in 2018 and then sugar free. I mean, sugar free it's, you know, hasn't played the, well played the game competitively or oh, at a wow. professional level, I should say in a good two years prior to that though, he has a great record in contenders again, American tornado and who's this. I was looking at it. Atlanta Academy, oh. um, which is good to see, but all of these players, haven't seen that level of success that you want to see at this level sugar free. Yeah. He never made it to the league. So, okay. We can, you know, maybe, maybe give him a pass on that one. That well, one. He was like five determined. years old for, <laughs> yeah, it's very, true, very true. I, but I he's did a actually, phenomenal talent. I did see there. He joined Atlanta Academy at 13. Um, at in season 15, he became the youngest player to reach rank one on the North American ladder. And he's five foot three inches. Um, <laughs> but punk and crimson. I wonder if, Maybe maybe I shouldn't say that. I hope they still have that fire and that desire to to win because they've been playing for a long time and neither of them have seen much success at this level. And I just hope that they're not just riding it out. And I think, Omni, I think you said in one episode that Vancouver is getting this reputation as the retirement home, right? Where Where players go to play their final song like with with players like Massa. So, yeah. I just I, hope that's not the case with these. Two. I don't I okay, the, I don't I don't think this is the retirement home for any of those five players. Yeah, uh, that's my problem mostly is when you look at the, you know, the the current um rosters if I'm looking at the spreadsheet here, which I do still mm-hmm. update every time. I've but checking. <laughs> you look at the at the column here of Tank and Punk needs to go up against Max, Fearless, you know, Hanbin, Hanbin Smurf, Smurf, Hawk, Hawk, Hadi. Like it's tough, man. I'm I'm all for you know pre-existing synergies, but like across the board, outside of like, yeah, DPS could be competitive as well, but it's 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 
tough. Like everybody is going yeah. into in this insane arms race, and and I don't know. I'm I'm not sure if that's enough. Like we've been we've already spoken about this before. Like in this previous season, before uh, even before uh, like Depay came in, we looked at the additions that Vancouver, uh, you know did last season compared to the season before and it was good but they mm-hmm. did not keep up with the rest of the competition and if yeah. you look at, at the power rankings and then at what transpired vancouver was a bottom feeder team we we cannot really play around this uh, uh, uh fact and and looking at the roster just on paper it's hard to place them anywhere uh, above the middle right mm-hmm. Well, and that's the optimistic take. But you know, how much of this, though, in our our belief that Vancouver should be so much better, has everything to do with how they overperform their expectations in their first season with that runaway roster? Like, if that doesn't happen, no, I'm, 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 I don't think we're happy with the last, you know, three seasons. But we would we we would want to see progress. I feel this is progress. I feel that this is a team that is now starting to get things together. Yeah, I would love for them. To be I don't know, much like, more competitive than maybe we think they sure. will be. The same but. goes for Toronto, by the way. If that, you know, the, the roster we're looking at later, once that comes out, I'm not sure it's going to be enough. And and like, if if that's the fate of the Canadian teams uh, outside of that one time that where Vancouver struck gold with with Runaway, uh, I don't know. Like, it looks like all all the other teams uh, across the board, maybe outside of of Vegas and and Paris. Even Paris had a, a a very good season there. Like they're trying, and, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But when you start a season off, when, when everything is available, like like now, I, I don't know. But, I feel like we said a lot of same stuff last season yeah. about Vancouver. Yeah. Well, I think, and that's the one point though is like everything might be available doesn't mean that, that everything's actually available, right? Like let's say Baroy picked up the phone and called every single. Blair, we want you in Vancouver. <laughs> Honest to goodness. Well, he said, How let's many just, of them let's just start. The phone? He, he went uh, like alphabetically. Uh, you know what? It did, he didn't go alphabetically. He said, let's try with the team I used to be on. I know these players. And he offered them a I, you know, position. And they all agreed. And, and <laughs> here we are. So He, I, he started <laughs> alphabetically with the teams. So he went Atlanta with, and they all passed. Then he went Boston. and Yeah, Atlanta were, like, yeah, they, they, they do their uh, own thing, right? Yeah. I, I just feel we should not discount as significantly as we are understanding chemistry and cohesion, which is something that is coming. That is not something that has really existed with the previous rosters, save for the, the pickup of, of second players. wind after the reckoning. Yeah. Cause everything else has been a variety of different pieces getting plugged in and having to figure it out with arguably coaches that had a vision that didn't seem to even mesh with the personnel they had available like it we 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 heard from justin two years in a row yeah we got the meta wrong we expect this and it went that way well that's fine but See, having but, gone but wrong there's no adaptation that took place i i feel a lot of people in the know won't get that a lot of people in the know though say that there are still well there are still phenomenal um free agents out there that would literally take on any offer I, 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 
I don't want to believe the fact that like, oh, someone mm-hmm. from Vancouver came to them and said, okay, join Vancouver. And they'd be like, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to sit this season out. Well, no, That's no, I'm not, not true. I, I mean, I'm, it's hyperbole when I suggest that yeah. they're making phone calls to every single person, but I, there's a couple, I mean, there, there is the possibility that there are phenomenal players who would take league minimum just to play. But we've seen what Vancouver has done with five or six pieces. Just yeah. try to plug them all in and, and make it work. And there's there's absolutely no synergy. I mean, when when they did sign like Massa and Shockwave and Aspire, it was a great roster on paper. I thought it like really underperformed. But then there was this whole uh, talk about, you know, coaching wasn't replaced. And then they replaced the coaches and, and it did work suddenly, you see. Well, so, but but then they also started replacing pieces on the roster. Suddenly your tank yeah. is never going to see the light of day until near the end of the season. Right. And you're bringing in, you know, mirror. Like the, the adjustments that we saw happen, I think, had you know, some impact with Depay. And maybe there's more going on that we'll never, you know, completely understand. I'm if I'm I'm simply trying to s- stress how if I look at last year and I look at this year this year is improvement. It is actually I feel a a much bigger improvement even like on paper. But if so, if the competition improves even more Well, you're right. I mean I it, like if we're going to look at Boston, Boston's a significantly different team. Um they're they're changing, but you know there's no guarantee there. There's simply a, a percentage that's in favor oh, of how the uprising will perform. I, I don't know. I don't know. I disagree. Well, I, mean, with you. Why, I think like, their worst scenario. Do so. Well I think their season. worst scenario for Boston is is higher than like Vancouver's highest scenario, highest possible scenario. Well, no. Okay, your ceiling and floor is different. Correct. But what like, but if if Vancouver's ceiling reaches the uprising floor, they are closer together. Like you're right. The, sure. the realm, but like I, a reason I sort of talked about Toronto, like Toronto last season was built to win. They went aggressive. They had a vision. It went. Sort of. <laughs> uh, that, you know, only you believe that last season. <laughs> well, no, I mean, even we did, even in the power rankings, we had elevated the team up. We weren't suggesting they were going to be top tier. I think it was very clear. Yeah. There was a significant tier break, but we didn't have Toronto as gatekeepers anymore. I, I, no, I agree. But, but that was never the issue. That was never like even possible in previous seasons this season off season was different that's kind of like why i'm upset about a missed opportunity okay but it's not like every single team got better oh let's keep in In mind in fact i'd argue there are teams that were really good that arguably you look at what they have now that's that's a that pales in comparison to what was priest like i i don't feel that yeah that the entire league has Taken a step forward in Vancouver, maybe not falling behind. No, I, that's not what the, I said. Um, no, I, but but I, I I understand why why we would be down on what we're seeing Vancouver do, but I would much rather focus on the fact that would I have been happy looking at Vancouver and Vancouver only go from what they had to where they are now today? Yes, and I start comparing them other teams. I get it. It's difficult yeah, to yeah. to to correlate that, and I I, I have no explanation. But uh, it's it, I could, it, yeah, it's going to be better than last year. 
I mean, I, I completely agree with you. And that's that's the point I started with. Like, I'm I'm really excited to see some of these players, and I really wanted them on the squad for a while. A lot of them, um, but um, every piece of homework was available to copy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and it, it, almost, yeah, you're right. I almost. like the analogy. They copied the the B the B student, maybe the C yeah. plus student. I, he might have improved for sure. Yeah. That B student. Well, I'm hoping I mean, to hey, see like a B plus. If if the team makes the playoffs, I'd be happy. Um, Crimzo, did you guys notice the or see the post that I, I shared uh, from Arcal in uh, our speak mm. word about Crimzo? I, I'm not sure. I, I saw don't it, think but so. I don't believe I looked at it. Okay, so it's called the Crimzo Absence Theory. You get it. And someone had gone through and taken a look that every team that Crimzo has played for has gone on to finish third, proceed to win the Overwatch League title of the season after that. Wow. <laughs> so, but once he leaves. So, so right now, Boston will finish third this season. Right. And then the season way. after he wins, the Vancouver Titans will finish third next season and then win the title the season after. Like it's, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a fluff piece, but they had gone through and talked about how every team that he has played for an owl has seen this progression. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, I know the exact scenario of how Vancouver wins the championship. They copy the Boston uprising again next year. I don't they, think Boston. They take win. their current roster and sign them with Aspire. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only other Vancouver Titans news that uh, I wanted to touch on, um, and this actually goes to something they did um, when they started announcing. I think it was Ascot was the first one. They they removed all their branding, like all the colors were gone. Even like the they were just, mm. and even with the player announcements, it's like old jersey grayscale. It yeah, sugar freezes. Right. Like it, it. And so at the mm. time I had commented, and I think I might have even said on the last show, like, hey, you know, it kind of appears like the Vancouver Titans might be going through some form of, you know, marketing update or a brand update. Um, then, as we'll talk about in the fray, a NA team moves to Korea um, and that just suddenly opens the door like. Could the Titans be relocating? Now, I wasn't suggesting the Titans were going to go to Asia or somewhere. Like, to me, it would have been, we're just going to be the Seattle team as opposed to the Vancouver team for reasons I would never quite understand. But maybe it's a synergy with the surge. Who knows? And uh, anyhow, the, the you know, smoke started or the embers started to light up in in uh, Vancouver Titans Discord. I happened to stoke them a little, blow a little air on them, get that uh, <laughs> That fire going. Um, and then uh, Connor, who's, uh, you know, one of the, the members of the Titan social team, came in to say, no, they're not relocating. They are going to go and um, uh, update their their brand. There are some changes they hope to share them soon. So what does that mean? New colors, probably. And maybe Pink and blue. Well, considering this <laughs> new team in Korea has a very similar logo, speaking of copying homework, um <laughs> Who knows? Ah, All right. So, what what do you want to see in the new the new logo and the new color scheme? What are we hoping gosh, for? If I know, I mean, I personally the tie into Canucks colors Boo. is lazy. Nobody likes the Canucks. Boo. Blue <laughs> well, and I mean, yellow. That, it, I, <laughs> like I feel the Boston it was lazy. Uprising. <laughs> 
also, I don't know. I, I personally love the branding for Vancouver Titans. I don't mind it. Do I like the blue well, and, and neon green. Well, see, it, it, to me, though, it's the Canucks color part. Like, yeah, but you could have differentiated. I mean, heck, I, well, why would this surprise me? The Vancouver Canucks bought a, a franchise to have as their farm team, moved it to Abbotsford, which is phenomenal, and they call them the Abbotsford Canucks. Like, quite literally, they're like, let's just use the same name and we'll take this logo that fans quite love and we'll yeah. throw it on the front instead of on the shoulder with Johnny Canuck. Boom. Ship it. Oh, that, anyhow. That, that ah. used to be the, uh, the Flames farm team, Abbotsford. I mean, it's it's not like they're trying to not, you know, uh, use this connection with the Canucks and and the green and blue and the same ownership. And and these are like the BC, well, not the BC colors, but the Cascadia (laughs) colors, right? With with the green and blue, uh, see the sky, whatever. Green, um, Green blue is one of them. Like you, you, Blue and white sometimes, yeah. A number of different sort of it's not the blue and green it's the fact that yes they are slightly different they're the same i would i would like to see honestly if they leaned if they brought the brand even a little more closer to the surge the seattle surge the cdl sort of sister team of of uh, the vancouver titans if you will i like those colors a lot it's kind of a kind of a navy and like a teal color um it did also occur to me more of a teal and a brown, a little bit of a callback to the Grizzlies would be neat to see. But Ooh, just call them the Vancouver Grizzlies, throw a bear on the front. Uh, you know what? I mean, hey. And then they're the going to get moved to Memphis. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Um, I, I like those. I do like those colors. I find the blue and green to be very, uh, I don't know. So it's, it's very, very, very striking. Like I, I would prefer either a, a more muted green or something like that. But mm, I kind of like it. Like looking at the colors of, of the league, it's all either red or blue. And, and Vancouver is kind of different because they red have a little bit of, of green. Chengdu. Yeah, that's true. I like the Surge branding. I like Surge as well. I like Surge's branding a lot. Honestly, I like a lot of the CDL stuff. I, if Toronto went purple and white, oh, oh man. I mean, I guess that's Valiant, or I mean, uh, Gladiators, but yeah, the the purple yeah, of the Toronto Ultra te- is teal. Awesome. Teal is just a great color. Yeah, I agree. I'd like that too. So, anyway, um, one final note: uh, Toronto exists. I had hoped that they would have announced something for us to talk about this episode. They haven't. So, guess what? When they do, they'll probably get an entire episode to themselves because Vancouver got most of what they needed to get out of the way. Out of the way, um, the Titans still need to sign one more player. And announce it. As we have learned, the signing deadline has absolutely no correlation to the announcement deadline. The announcement deadline could be two minutes before the match starts. Yeah. I I don't understand why like keeping the worst kept secret for so long is like a good strategy. Uh, I, I am know. sure there is someone in a marketing department listening to our episode right now who would love to go and explain to us the science behind it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the science behind what? The science behind whole sitting on announcements. <laughs> oh, I think they're just lazy. Just kidding. Anywho, uh, we'll take ourselves a short break before we dive into the fray.
we got everything wrong and free agency actually took place, <laughs> there was a whole lot of activity. Now, what I elected to do, which is again, in, on par with what we do here at RSP, is that I have gone and listed off all of the confirmed and approved by league um, changes. So again, it's off of the Overwatch League website. It is possibly be like, Chris, well, what about that one or this one? If it's not on the league website, as far as I'm ah. concerned, it's a complete and utter lie. But um, starting off uh, with the Atlanta Reign, they've added Fielder and Chio. Uh, Boston, as we've sort of talked about, um, uh, they've gone and added um, uh, Supreme, Dongsu, Smurf, Striker, Decay, Birdwing, Izayaki, Lijigong, Kalios, and Twilight. Uh, Kalios and Twilight being the you know, last two after people are like, oh my goodness, look at that roster. So uh, <laughs> as you can appreciate, we sort of got into it earlier because of that. Uh, Dallas, quote unquote, adds. Now this is more re-signs, but as they had said, we're going to give everyone an opportunity to go and look elsewhere. So thank you. Uh, Rush is back. Um, uh, Sparkle's back. Edison's back. Handman's back. And then they've added MCD and Bliss to that roster. Uh, Houston announced that they had cut uh, Lastro. Jake has retired. They've added Fearless, Shu, Happy, uh, Nico, and Junkbuck. Nico being the head coach, Junkbuck being the director of competition, whatever that is. CEO uh, of eSports. Yeah, and then the LA Gladiators announced that Lastro's joining them, so SBD lives. Uh, San Francisco Shock, they've added Proper, He sang Max, Finn, Vindame, and Shanghai Dragons have added Moon, or ads because they essentially resigned. Uh, and then uh, Vegas, not Paris, Vegas have added uh, Vulcan. Um, so that's, again, that's the official stuff. There are still teams without rosters, like the New York Excelsior, for instance, have no roster. Although apparently they are now going back, or maybe they never left it, but they're looking to build a roster of um, uh, players who are, are, are coming from marginalized spaces and such, which I am all for ensuring that people who are um, within a marginalized space get every opportunity yep. possible. It, it's an interesting approach to have a team. Like I, I honestly don't know, is this team going to be competitive? I, I honestly don't know. I'm not trying to suggest it's not, it's just, it's an approach, but yeah. um, I mean, the deadline's passed. Has it not? I think, I mean, who knows what the dates are anymore, actually seen as the, free agency got delayed on that note if you go check out an article on dotesports.com posted on december 29th by liz richardson titled new york excelsior doubling down on plan to build owl roster of marginalized gender individuals she did some great research which includes interviewing um some people from the community some people that uh are on the inside um and she presents a really good discussion on why the approach the nyxl organization is taking may not be the best in terms of uh doing this um not to say that the the intention isn't noble but it does you know sort of present why it's a little bit problematic um mm -hmm. in terms of how they are seemingly going about it but yeah i mean imagine this happening in the NBA or NHL. Huh. 
This is this is like I could, why. You know, not that it would happen in the NBA, but honest to goodness, the world would come to a end if the NHL were to suddenly have a progressive bone in its body. <laughs> Shots fired, and and it's not that like you know, I wish it were different and all all that, but you as as a team that wants to to have these the, this kind of roster and you need to realize that you're putting this squad on the same playing field of of other teams that do not follow this rule at all mm-hmm. they follow a different kind of rule which is finding the players who did not come from the from the this background and therefore you know they they are coming from that uh, whatever point of privilege and they are hyper competitive in this environment they're not going to play differently and you have to like consider what that's going to feel like cuz let me tell you it's not going to be a winning record right because it's 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 a big handicap in in terms of how competitive that's that squad is going to be um just i, I will make like a a sort of uh arbitrary comparison if you if you I know it's a stupid comparison, but if let's say you, uh, regardless of, of what type of of handicap you place on yourself, if you want to, you know, sign a squad and everybody is 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 uh, like six feet or or over, by just making your pool ever so smaller, you're hurting your chances of of winning those matches because not because your uh, uh, you know uh, intent is not maybe worthy or or or. or has a positive impact on on the future of this esport, and maybe one day we won't have to do this uh, in twenty years, ten years, five years. Hopefully, the problem arises from the fact that you're going to put them up on a comp- competition where other teams do not follow that type of you know rule or limitation or or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I, and it's not, and it's not like uh, voices weren't because because we're of course you know. <laughs> We're all uh, white males in here, and and our opinion is 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 not we we can't really speak uh, for people um, on that note. But definitely, a lot of people from from uh, those communities and and you know that are underrepresented in the world of esports, they have spoken about this, and and mm-hmm. most of them agree on that regard because like and you, that's who I li- like. That's who I'm listening to. I defer to them. Yeah. Like yes, this yeah. is what I'm seeing them say. Like I'm not. It is. N- I have no no ability to say it otherwise. Um, I, 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 the worst thing that this could be is a performative exercise. Yeah. That then is like, oh, we did it. It didn't work, and we're never going to try to do this again. Like that. I, I yeah. just. And like, I, it I, is. I think that's the fear, right? That's the fear yeah. from people who do belong to, you know, marginalized groups or just minority groups. Um, as well as the fear to people, uh, who, you know, are supporting what they're saying, right? The fear is that this colors the water and says, oh, it didn't work this time. So it'll never work. Right. Whereas the, you know, the, the counter argument is that they should be, uh, you know, (laughs) earning their way there and everything rather than being. Yeah. And this is even before we bring up the, the unfortunate reality of, of, people a lot of people being garbage humans and and what that yeah. might entail in the future and yeah I, i'm just uh wishing you know luck for for people who really want truly to to uh you know get a shot at owl and all that 
I'm sure the people that they sign, you know, they're from tier two and they're, they're highly skilled and all, and all that. Um, and I, I really wish them well, but there are concerns um, and, and they're all valid in my opinion. Like I, I can yeah. see why this can go wrong really, really fast. It, the word performative, uh, like you said, Chris is, is an yeah. important one because who knows outside of, you know, the, the decision makers at the NYXL, if this is a performative move or if it does have good intentions. Ultimately, the fact is that the intentions don't matter. The results are what's going to matter when it comes down to the organization going forward. And that's where, you know, you can, you run into problems. So, yeah, you know, and what's, what's a real shame out of this is we saw some very stellar play through the calling out heroes tournament. Mm -hmm. And there are, I bet you a number of individuals who could slide into an owl roster Mm-hmm. Even if we go years back into an owl roster, because their ability alone is sufficient enough, and it feels like this almost spits at calling all heroes as an opportunity to showcase some of some of the best you know uh, players who 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 come from these marginalized spaces. Like I, I just. Oh, I, I don't get it. But I mean, it, you know, there have been questions that have been asked about the Overwatch League each and every season as to why there seems to be a requirement that you um, are a male to be able to play. I mean, yeah, Gaguri had an opportunity with Shanghai, albeit a brief one. But like, I'll use someone like Aspen. Can you tell me Aspen would not have been able to come on to a Vancouver Titans roster um, after the reckoning and not give it credibility? I mean, I, I don't know if it would have worked out, but like to me, there are are pl- <laughs> like players out there yeah. who deserve this chance. And while or, or, or New York is Gregory, who unfortunately you know was on the zero and forty, uh, well, no, and I that. I, Shanghai I Dragons, and she's back on on ladder number one tank, right? And she's yeah. definitely good enough, and it just has the doesn't get that next left. shot. Like this is yeah. this is like like if New York wants to, hey, we're we're going to ensure that players coming from a marginalized space, uh, minority space, have every opportunity. We we want to embrace this. We saw what Calling All Heroes <laughs> has done. Let's let's be that progressive team. Great, but then. What have they done? I feel, I mean, I'm not going to knock opportunity if that's what this truly is. It's just those who know far better than, than us are, are raising some significant concern. Like actually just to use Aspen as an example, I mean, uh, Aspen is, you know, even called out actually um, what New York is doing based on this article and, and, how all of the gains out of calling all heroes are, are being just tossed away. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And actually if, if you do check out Aspen's Twitter, I mean, she tweets a lot, so it might be hard to find at this point, but she, she did comment on, on the most recent batch of these rumors about the NYXL. Um, Cause when it first broke, there was a lot of discussion around it and then it kind of went under and people thought that they decided against it. And then it kind of came back up. Um, and I know this second time around, she actually did, uh, tweet about it a little bit 
Um, cause people were calling on her and saying, you know, is this an opportunity where you could be successful? And, and she had some thoughts about it. I, I don't remember what exactly they were, so I'm, I'm not going to quote anything or misquote anything. She, um, she'd but be go, go definitely on, sure. on that list to get an offer from a team that was going after such a squad. Right. But like I, 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 and I, again, maybe I'm attaching this to her and it was someone else, but someone had said like, why would I want to take that if it wasn't being given to me because of the merit of how good I am as a player Mm -hmm. like that, you know, I I don't want to be part of that. And that's, uh, I get that. I can't, I can't fully understand, but I, I, I completely get that. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia Fusion. Let's pour one out. <laughs> pour out one for the boys. Would, would you have imagined the Fusion would be the team to not only relocate to Korea over the course of the pandemic, but be the team to actually rebrand? Like the the Valiant, which are still allegedly out of Los Angeles. <laughs> Are still like, Mm. how is it that the fusion are the one rebranding? I mean, it could be that, you know, ownership or whomever had decided, like, let's just call a spade a spade. We're not, we're not leaving. So we're going to become the second team in Seoul. Um, but like the few fusion, um, you know, fans that I follow, um, that I connect with in some of the different podcast discords that I'm part of, they're just like, it's like gutted. It's like, oh, okay. Like, and I think this is, this is where you, you're, you're seeing this, this, you know, transformation with how I'll approach the, the cities and the regionalization where he is before like, Oh, if, if runaway suddenly became American tornado, I follow the players. I follow the roster. We sort of saw that. Right. But here is the exact opposite. You know, you've got some diehard fans who've probably been going through heck watching this team play out of Korea. And suddenly it's like, well, they're no longer attached to Philadelphia at all. Yeah. It's, but it's, uh, it's the it soul must, infernal now. Must be painful for those diehard Philly fans. But I mean, they, they, they can still cheer for soul if they want to. Um, well, but, but this is, this is, this is the problem is that I know. you have that, like for me, someone had asked, well, what happens if the Titans are no longer part of Vancouver? I'm like, this podcast doesn't talk about them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Unless like it would be moved to Calgary. If it, well, then that, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, as long as it's like, above the border, right. But someone had exactly. said, oh, well, what if it's the Seattle Titans? I'm like, mm, this yeah. podcast doesn't talk about them anymore. It's like, not a- it's not a Vancouver team. It's it, why do I talk about Toronto? It's the Canadian attachment. I would actually be yeah. more likely to cover the Titans if they were the Calgary Titans than if they were the Seattle Titans. I know, I know, and that's yeah, it's it's exactly what Omni just said, right? As long as you're above the above the border, I, the I London, very much, London, Ontario uh, <laughs> Titans. Let's let's become the Brampton Titans. London Spitfire versus the London Titans. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of copying homework, how about that Infernal logo? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I like the color scheme. It's kind of, I mean, it's another red team. Yay, another red team. Yay. Um, but I, I like the red with whatever that kind of, almost like a sandy beige kind of mm. off gold because they didn't want to go with gold because that's what the dynasty is. But uh, yeah. Not far from something. a Vegas Eternal being like uh Kind of red orangey, and, and yeah. orangey. Yeah, good point. Know. Good point. 
I, I, I'm a big fan of orange, so I'm kind of saddened by the departure of, of that color. Mm. Uh, in favor of red, too. It's like, ah, uh, we need more uh, funky colors here. I, I don't get what the, the big appeal of uh, blue and it, red. It's so overdone at this point. Uh, anyway, back to back on topic. I, I think it's not like see. There's these teams like NYXL or 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 um, Philadelphia Fusion. Except for the name, they, they have been like more. At least to me personally, more corresponding to what I see like APAC being like. Well, F- Fusion, I would ha- I would argue, is a pandemic development. Yeah. <sighs> That is yeah. when that happened. Right. And NYXL, you're right. You're bang on. I mean, it was actually, I mean, as the scuttlebutt goes, they wanted to be a Korean team. Yeah. And they actually, you know, for when they won the grand finals, they wanted to go and have an event in like Korea. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, they have facilities there from uh, as far as I remember. Well, the, the fusion do like it, but that, yeah. that I think is based on the fact that they, they elected to relocate and it could be from that experience. They also elected to rebrand. I mean, I, I, it's just like, you know, New York has come back home last season. New York had moved, you know, back to the, back to yeah. NA, but like, you look at the fusion and you look at the Valiant, like if you were to tell me, oh yeah, there's a team from NA rebranding, uh, they're going to be in Korea. I'm like, oh, so the Valiant, like it would have been no doubt. Fusion, I would have always assumed a fusion were coming back. Like this actually now has me yeah. wondering, uh, is this the first of a team don't that don't or teams know. that might be relocating or because there's still this discrepancy know. in the yeah. size of NA and, and APAC. What is going down with Netties? Anyone he knows it's like so That's the big question, talking. isn't it? Yeah. Well, free agency has started and 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 Shanghai Dragon did resign uh, Moon, right? So I don't know. That's the that's the squad that's literally owned by Netties, so they're they're making moves, unless mm-hmm. he's coaching himself or you know, <laughs> in some way. Uh, last thing I wanted to say about Philly. Oh, I saw a cool tweet. I, I don't remember who that was. Was it Bad Pachimari or, or maybe it was? I don't know. But they they joked about the fact that they're uh, now uh, again uh, with their uh, you know perpetual uh, their. Uh, they're constantly finishing second, and now they're the second soul team. That's kind of funny. yeah. I did see. That. <laughs> Forgot who you was know. That. If there's one saving grace, though, is that the likelihood of presuming they actually keep a similar schedule as to what they had last year, the likelihood of an internally infernal, eternal infernal matchup is slim. Because <laughs> could you imagine casting the internal the eternal infernal? Like I'm having difficulty, <laughs> you know, doing it right now. Infernal affairs. Affairs, yeah, and and the color scheme. <laughs> true, true. Um, other news: uh, it got announced when free agency was actually going to go. Oh yeah, we're also going to lower the age. So now the minimum age in Owl is seventeen. Oh, that came um, out of nowhere. Like, it did. well, I, I, I mean, it slowly creeped. Mm-hmm. Soon it'll be you know twelve. Um, but uh, I did look Get sugar pre in his prime. <laughs> I did look up the date for the minimum of five. It's in March. So arguably March 13, minimum of five to a season long contract. And prior to the start of the season, at which point 
we don't know it will be is a minimum of six season long. So there are teams that can hang out until March before they go and share the news. I don't get it. I don't actually, let me rephrase that. They don't even have to share it. They just have to have them signed as we know, sharing and signing. They're not tied. March, which, which date? March, what? 13. March. Oh my goodness. Rhino, uh, there's a 16 year old player who's been also like playing on, on top 500 squads since he was like a toddler. He's turning 17 on March 15. Oh, okay. So he <laughs> he wouldn't be able to sign then, but he could sign. No. He could be the six. He could, yeah. He's been or seven or eight playing Overwatch for a long, long time now. Yeah, interesting. I, you guys haven't seen Rhino on a stream ever or heard? No. I should say it was it, it was very very funny. He's a tank player. He's really good. There's like you'd see like a a, a game played with who, the likes of you know Seagull or Silk Thread, you know the old guys uh, Shadowburn, and then there'll be like a, a a kid, literally a kid playing tank, the voice like that, and he was really a kid, like ten year old or a nine year old. <laughs> he was that good. Hmm. Rhino is the name back you know? then. Yeah, I'm going off the rails here. Um, because it looks like Jordan muted himself and tried to talk. I don't know. I saw your mouth moving, but I heard no sound. Um, <laughs> I watched players over the uh, the holidays, and that's uh, it's on Paramount Plus. It's the uh, league docudrama where yeah, they talk about, about it. it's, it's. I actually thought it was really well done, really well put together. Um, similar story. Someone who grows up watching the team fugitive big fan of their you know star player cream cheese um, <laughs> that's a good name uh, his name is organism and he starts going up against some of the uh you know top tier players and one of them was a former player out of fugitive and he f- doesn't say anything but finally in chat goes and says um good game don't worry i still think you're good and it sort of takes off from there but young kid grows up he's like and he wants to be the best, anyhow. Oh, we just got news during uh, during our recording. Super Rich, Super Rich leaves the Spark. So another uh, Chinese team doing things. Hmm. Interesting. And Pineapple no longer with Hongzhou. There was a leak from um, the East about Sparker being signed to the Spark or something like that. Ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine that happening? That'd be crazy. Yeah. Jordan, say something. Yeah, I figured it out. I'm back. Good. <laughs> I don't worry. I was just saying everything you guys said as well. So, on, uh, on that, including my uh, review of players. No, I haven't. I haven't watched it, but I ad? do. I do agree that Cream Cheese is a great name, and I think players should have more names like that. Big well, so, was like a fave, food name for sure. There was uh there's cream cheese guru putt putt. Um that's a good one too. I, I still don't know whatever happened to putt putt. Um there was Fortnite. Um that's just, which I think Sugar Free is also a very good name. Sugar Free is a good name. I like that one too. Actually, like punk is a good one. Punk? It's kinda like I a like, placeholder like name. I don't know. It's like a I like punk. Hey punk. Who else um, on the table? You know what? We'll have to see if we can f- get 
Titans players on the podcast. I mean, <clears throat> the likelihood of that is slim to none. Maybe, maybe we could get, you know, know exactly uh, Punk's what mom or dad on the I show. And they, in turn, could tell us where Punk came from. Speaking well, of. No, let me rephrase that. We, I <laughs> already know came from. where his name came from. <laughs> I'm sure the mom and dad could give us a very detailed description oh, no, no, no. of where That's Punk not, came from. Not that kind of show. Not that kind of show. <laughs> One of when, when the whole punk actually, no, it was when sugar free was announced. Um, one thing that I enjoyed was seeing, uh, punks. I think it was actually punk's mom, uh, interacting on Twitter with, I think sugar free's dad. And I enjoyed that. So, you know, we're getting, I actually recall that. And I made a comment in Titans court. It's like the Vancouver Titans are slowly acquiring the players with the active and supportive esports parents. Like That's right. we saw, you know, you love uh, to Moss's see it. folks and, and whatnot. And they, they were following uh, punk's mom follows the podcast. Now. Hey, I mean, we're old dads here. We, we True. can definitely uh, talk a little bit more about that experience. That's right. Ready, set, boomer. Um, <laughs> Overwatch uh, battle of this event goes live on January 5th through to the 19th. Uh, it's got all the cool skins. Apparently it's an also going to come with a free for all mode with a bunch of heroes with uh, reimagined abilities and such. Oh, looks um, funky. Total and mayhem. then the uh, hero who has like the most kills will have a skin or something. I don't know. The the statue in the middle of ruins will in some way. Oh, it'll be that hero. Be that. Uh, yeah, it wasn't entirely clear, but something along those lines. Reinhardt. Just a pile of cream cheese. <laughs> or a punk. Do you know like. what sugar-free I, I never, never did this growing up, but my wife introduced it to me, eating pretzels with cream cheese. It's very good. It should work, yeah. I can see it. Why salty not? cracker type of Yeah, I'm all about the salty, so I, I can really see that totally it. working. Well, I mean, hey. if you listen to the first half of the show, you were salty AF. Oh, I'm always salty, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that does mean the winter event is over tomorrow. And it'll be over by the time you listen to the show. Wah, wah. I I was uninspired by the Winter Wonderland event. Yeah, I mean, snowballs are fun for two games, well, three games. We had talked about it last episode. Like I, I actually don't think I played a whole lot of Overwatch over the holidays. I have started playing um, Minecraft with a community I'm part of, but then the Division Two. All of a sudden, all of us like let's play Division Two. It's launching on Steam. Wow. It's been out for like 10 years, um, but we're all playing it now. So I played a little bit of um, Thor, uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, <laughs> God of War Ragnarok, and a little bit of Vampire Survivors, which is really, really oh. fun if you haven't I've, tried that one. I've been playing exactly the same as Omni. Although, really, both? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, although, Vampire Survivors, I don't know. I mostly tried it because other people were talking a lot about it. And it's like, yeah. It's I'm not crazy about it. on Steam or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I get it, but for me, it just it doesn't click. Like I it saw it on 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 the list of top played games on the deck, and I I, I do own a deck, and I tried it there, and it works phenomenal. That makes sense. Good one for the deck. <laughs> the only title I've really played on the deck is Door from Antique. It's just a chill game. Never heard. Oh, of it. it, it's no, it's. No. It it isn't. I mean, I find it difficult because it's uh, it's like a puzzle style game. You get pieces, mm. you got to connect them, and, and what have you. But it's um, it's very chill. Gotcha. I just cool. 
you know, past time planet. So Anywho. I wouldn't say Vampire Survivors is chill. No, kinda, no, but I don't play that. <laughs> but it's fun. Yet you play the Division too. Also not it's, chill. Whatever. It's so chill. Overwatch sometimes as well. Well, not competitive, right? I did play a little bit of Overwatch. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not enjoying the competitive uh, uh, mode that much as I did uh, in the previous season. Um, yeah. Games are really tougher now for some reason to to have sort of like agency. Hmm. As I, I felt that was uh, much improved in the first season. Now, not as much. I don't know why. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm like level six or seven on the battle pass. I have hardly touched the game this this. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm more than that, but not by a lot. <clears throat> Anywho, here we are, end of a show, over an hour long, which is actually pretty good for an off-season episode uh we won't be back for another two weeks so maybe by then toronto will have done us a favor to give us something else to talk about for a considerable amount of time and i imagine there'll be a few more players added in cut um between now and next episode uh, which we will obviously discuss as well um beyond that who knows when uh we'll be back after and what we'll talk about because we still don't know when the season kicks off we just know it's beyond march if march is the five and six by some further date i'm thinking april or may uh at the earliest yep. so got some time to to go um but yeah any final words of wisdom to all the listeners there gentlemen I mean, I wish I had a, a, a backtrack here. Like, how, how, how does that song go? Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted, one off season, would you capture it or just sign the 2022 Boston Uprising? Yeah. I'm going to title the episode my- Yeah. <laughs> That was my rendition of, of uh, Lose Yourself. Yeah, very convincing. <laughs> yes, it was. Jordan, can, can you beat that, Jordan? Um, I can try and throw something together here. No, not musical, <laughs> but uh, I just, I, I will aspire to hold faith that those sugar-free punks will bring some positive crimson to the, the team. What what's a positive crimzo? <laughs> crimzo is uh, if you look it up, it, it's actually a word you can slot in any sentence, any word, and it fits. Is it like a new variety of cream cheese, crimzo? You crimzoed it. Okay. Yeah. Consider <laughs> I consider myself crimzoed. Mm. Perfect. Speaking of uh, going back in time, on the um, I was actually going to tell you guys a, a joke about time traveling, but you guys didn't like it. <laughs> that's that's pretty clever i see what you did there you see he for those that don't get it he time traveled he already told us he knows we didn't get, so yeah then he i went can't back. wait to hear it tomorrow or next week or whenever that happens yep uh, yeah i know um that was clever but, actually I, I i've been i i i have a list of you know things you just I made you know you just made by season. telling us now you you made this 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 version of the universe collapse and implode into itself oh dear oh dear well you know someone did say about uh, my 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 dad jokes that i you know i should just quit it because you know they don't 
they don't land very well. And, and maybe, you know, I was going to give that up. You could say it's a bad habit. It's going to give it up for the new year. But then I remembered no one likes a quitter. So, oh, it's better than having a new year's resolution of uh, procrastinating because you'll never start it. But um, yeah, end of the show. You can find us online, readysetpound.com, RSP discords, where you can also talk to us and tell us how horrible my dad jokes are, or potentially suggest new material that I can use on an upcoming episode. Uh, you can join discord by going to discord.io slash ready set pwned. Uh, and yeah, on behalf of Ani at Ani Strife, Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam, also the host of the one man Watchpoint podcast and myself, Chris at Lightforce, signing off the episode with catchphrase. <laughs>